Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Well, hello, you fabulous interior design professional. Do you remember me? Because I feel like I've been away so long. Now, I know you heard episodes while I was away because they were pre-recorded, but I went on the most epic adventure to Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. We ended up in Bangkok. It was the best trip ever. Oh my gosh. Do you have those trips in your mind? Those trips that really made a huge difference? One of the things I loved about this trip, not the only thing, there were way too many things to love, but one of the things I loved is that I told all my clients I was totally out of commission. No checking in, no emails, no worrying about work. So that was such a gift. I don't do that on every trip that I'm away because I'm away too often. And frequently I like to stay up on top of work and uh, you know, keep up on emails and phone calls and all that kind of stuff. It just makes my life easier. But this was a total unplug. And that ties into the conversation we're having today with Hilaire Martin, who is from Raleigh, North Carolina, who's going to be talking about how to fix those operational gaps. What does that have to do with a great vacation? Well, I could never go on any vacation, not a weekend, not half a week, not a week, and not check in constantly before I had my own operations manual, before I had written down how to accomplish all the many, many tasks that have to happen in my office. But once I had that operations manual and people knew where it was and how to access it and to use it and it gave the information that they needed... I was able to totally and completely and absolutely unplug what a difference it makes. So maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe you already have your operations manual. Maybe you've purchased business of designs. It's hundreds of pages that were won the proverbial hard way. We tried different systems for everything under the sun, hiring, invoicing, collecting, everything is in there. Every single task our finance administrator takes is in there. The tasks for senior designers, junior designers, they're all in there. Our job descriptions are in there. Everything is in there. It is my go-to resource when I can't remember how to do anything, and it's certainly my go-to resource when I'm working with someone new. During the conversation, you're going to hear how Hilaire hit burnout, and she took time off to kind of figure out what she was going to do with her life. I know that I hit burnout, but I couldn't take time off. At least, I didn't think I could take time off. I had 13 staff at the time. And I was so desperate to fix what was wrong with the company and so rudderless, not having a clue which direction to go. I did have a business coach who kept pushing me, you can find solutions, you can figure this out, try something else. And that was infinitely helpful. There's no question about it. And 
during the episode, I know that I said this thing, which I think about all the time, which is, it was very difficult to change my habits and let go of old ways that weren't working until I gave up on those old ways. When I finally said, these really aren't working, I surrender, I quit, I give up, I don't care, I'm never doing that again. And then we implemented something new. It was life-changing. But what held me back was hanging on to my current or old way of doing things. And today I know to let go like it's on fire if it's not working. Just surrender it, let it go, throw it away, try something different, anything different. I found this conversation super motivating. And at the end of it, Hilaire's talking about the fact that she was going to do this epic hike in September, and we've passed that already, and I have not checked in with her to see how it went, but I am curious. I know she was training. I know she was sticking to her regiment. Wait, no, regimen. <laughs> not a regiment, her regimen. And I'll bet you she did it, and I'm really excited for her. And I'm really excited for you, because here you are working on your business, which you know you have to do. In any case, you're going to really enjoy Hilaire, Hilaire Martin. Uh, from Design Lines Signature and a new company called Four Ease, where she's going to help people with their operations. You can find more information about Hilaire at businessofdesign.com. Let's hear from Cheryl Horn. We'll get right into the episode, and I'm really glad to be back. I missed you guys. Thanks, Kimberly. Uh, Tomorrow is our last BOD Live of 2023. So join us. We're going to be talking about salary and paying yourself first. You don't want to miss this one. If you're not yet a member of Business of Design, it's not too late to sign up today. Join us tomorrow for this meeting. Uh, We've really shifted our focus you know, at least in the last year, we've always promoted that through systems, you can stop working evenings and weekends and eliminate stress and all those things that are super important. But we've also started talking a lot about money, not just leaving the money on the table, but being profitable. Every full-time interior design professional deserves to be earning a salary that is six figures. And if you're not earning that, It's not that you picked the wrong career. This is an industry that you can be extremely profitable in, and we want to help you get there. Year after year, you should be hitting this number without fail. That is the goal. That is the entry-level goal for that matter. And if you're not already hitting that figure, Business of Design can get you there in 2024. And if you join us tomorrow, we can start then. You know, we, we want you to be profitable and the systems we teach at Business of Design can help you get there. So uh, that is my pitch. We'd love to see you guys on the call tomorrow, face-to-face, last time for the year uh, before we head into the holidays and into January, uh, where we're going to start fresh. So please sign up, join us. Again, that's happening tomorrow, Wednesday, December 20th, 1 p.m. EST. Uh, sign into your member dashboard and just click join right before that meeting gets started. And again, it's not too late. Become a member of Business of Design and join us for that call. We hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Claire, nice to see you again. 
Nice to see you. We spoke last time about the thrill. I came away thinking it would be a thrill to have an office manager. The thrill of having an office manager who could keep the operations of your business running smoothly and perhaps even keep you as the owner of the company uh, feeling your best and being you know able to fire on all c- cylinders. And that was a really good conversation. So I knew I wanted to uh, have you back, Hilaire, because I think your experience is fascinating and I know you're transitioning. So just as a reminder, um, you, your mom has a, a company that she's had for 44 years called Design Line Signature in Raleigh. And you started working for her for 14 years. And then uh, I kind of, did you have a moment where you were thinking like, gosh, I should just take over mom's company? I did have a moment. I think I knew my mom was in the final chapter of her career. And I was also at a crossroads in my career and I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of time to reorient who I was as Hilaire and reorient um, my priorities in life. And through that process of rediscovery, of understanding my story again, of who, you know, I was born and made to be, I, um, really had this passion and fire inside of me to create something of my own. And while my mom and I make a great team, I knew I wanted my own dream. I knew I wanted to create my own journey. And so out of that, I created 4E and Company, which is a company that is focused specifically to work with interior designers, custom home builders, um, furniture manufacturers. I understand that process very well too, um, being in the industry, but um, working with them on their operations, understanding operational gaps, helping um, companies um, goals have goal setting, strategic planning, um, even understanding stakeholders in investment or understanding, okay, I want to retire. What does that look like? Help me through that process. That can be very overwhelming too. Um, and so basically that is my two offerings of business strategy and operations and also the communications that I'm good at is the other side of that, is the brand producer helping elevate somebody's brand. Hey, I want to get published, but I don't know how to even start or that's overwhelming for me. I love doing design, but I need help (laughs) capturing our finished product. Um, Or I have a brand, but I don't know the voice of it. So helping all different aspects of of a business. I love that your company was sort of born organically, um, that you've done this beautiful job with your mom. It's been over 14 years. And then you you describe so eloquently how you sort of lost yourself and you were trying to get back to the things that turn you on and make you passionate. And so now you have this company for E. For E? Did I say right? Yes. I want to check it out. Yes. Now you have this company for E and you're about to begin the next journey. So what are you excited about? Like, are you a person who gets excited about operational gaps? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, I do. (laughs) I like solving problems. I mean, I want to be on the journey that helps other people reach their dreams and their successes. I had a, uh, 
intern who was phenomenal and I really loved coaching her. I loved helping her uh, understand the ins and outs of the business. And I think that ignited a fire in me to say, I think I've got something. I think I have what it takes to really motivate and help other people realize their dreams when their work, when their passion all come in harmony with each other. That's what I want to be a part of. And so that's why that dream of mine came about, along with obviously reprioritizing my life and figuring who I was out, <laughs> who I was again. Who am I? And what, yeah. So, how, yeah. so is, is, this is probably a silly question. And I was going to say, how do you identify operational gaps? It's, it's your pain point, right? I'm struggling because, and whatever comes out of the um, business owner's mouth after that is a pain point and they need help with that thing. They do, but it's okay. I think the only way that you can identify a pain point is being vulnerably honest with yourself because that's the only way that business is going to get better. So saying, I set this up, I've got maybe I'm, you know, have 800 emails and I can't even get above water. I am working on just, I just feel reactionary all the time. Mm. Um, it's okay to say, okay, identify the problem and then say, how can I make this better? Is there a technology? Is there a way that I can answer emails a certain time throughout the week or the day? Um, I am a big proponent of batch working, meaning, for example, I write checks on Thursdays and pay vendor bills on Thursdays. I will accrue everything until then or logistics for installations during local installations. Installations always happen on a specific day. So again, batch working to help the flow, the workflow. Um, so again, going back to the emails, identify some potential strategies and see if that would work for you. Sometimes you're not going to know until you try, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to know until you try working and seeing, okay, why don't, before the start of my day, I'm going to do an hour and a half's worth of work. And then I'm going to go into email um, or, or having a sort of boundary or strategy saying, you know, if it's an emergency, maybe your team knows that you can text, you know, or otherwise I'm going to start answering my emails at 1030 in the morning or, or whatever might work. And, and knowing too, Kimberly, what works for you might work completely different for somebody else. But having that permission to say, I'm going to try it, I'm going to be open to the change and just see what, see what happens. Start small. That's the, the biggest advice. Yeah. Well, that's that, two things. Number one, I'm never willing to change until I'm really in pain. And then at the point mm -hmm. that I'm in pain, I want all things to be different today. And that doesn't work. So to your point, start small. Would you say the, the best thing to do is maybe identify the most important problem that you're having, solve that problem, and then move on to the next one? Is that is that a better way to kind of focus? Because I found like fixing one problem kind of motivated me to fix the next problem. Yes. I think starting small is very key. If you're like, oh my gosh, I want to overhaul the entire operational system and you know, I want everything automated and I want to work four hours a week. Whoa. <laughs> Beautiful goal. Don't get me wrong, but like we're, we're way in the clouds. Let's come maybe back down to like 
the the level of the the treehouse, <laughs> and then let's like work our step back down to ground. Um, you know, so it's it is wonderful to see people dreaming and reaching for those clouds. But let's maybe set that for like a year, year and a half goal instead right. of within the next three months. You made me laugh when you uh, when you mentioned the four hour work week. I wonder how Tim Ferriss is doing. He's a guy who definitely does not work four hours a week. Like there's no teams, books and podcasts and you know speaking events and whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a worthwhile goal, but maybe take maybe it not one realistic. baby step at a time. We we exactly. see this a lot at business of design. You know, someone will start and they'll say, I wanna um, I wanna take home, you know, five hundred thousand dollars in profit every year. Great. You know, show me your profit and loss statement. Okay. This year you took home 40,000. We're going to have to have a couple of steps between 40,000 take home and 500,000 take home. And Absolutely. you have to be willing to do things differently. That's the biggest yes. struggle. You know, we, the goal is great. Nothing wrong with the goal. We actually think we can achieve that goal, but not if you continue to insist what you're doing is working. It's not working. It's working to 40,000. It's not working to 500,000. So that's part of it too. You really have to accept that something's terribly wrong and you're going to have to try a couple of new things. Absolutely. I think having the vulnerability is the first step. The honest, like I go back to the vulnerability of saying this isn't working. That takes a lot of courage because a lot of people may not want to say that there's a problem. They just want to make it better. And so there is courage in that. So identifying the problem. I also think, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I lost my train of we thought. We were talking about um, taking it in baby steps. Yes, baby steps. So being vulnerable, having the courage to identify. But... Also, if you are a person who does not like change, understanding that about yourself and then saying, okay, I know that I'm going to have to create change in my company or as I might be a part of an organization. And so identifying the challenges of that, identifying the threats of that are very key. But realize that there is potential to improve. And so you have to have faith you have to have faith that it is going to work out. You also have to have those measurable steps in there. You can't just be blind of the faith. You have to have faith, but you have to go one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And so if you are struggling with those steps, I would say, again, look at the just problem. And, and it's almost as if like, that problem, you want to pull every ounce out of that and see how can I make it better. Right. It's almost easier, I found, like to, to throw away everything I think I know and start completely fresh rather than try to hold on to bits of how I do something. Like the right. thing that held me back the most is insisting the way I was doing it was just fine. I wanted to continue doing it the way I was doing it, but I wanted different results. It just it just doesn't work that way. And I wonder, I was at a yoga class last week, and I wonder if, Hilaire, this will impact you the way it impacted me. We were in a pose, and it was particularly uncomfortable. And the teacher said, I want you to get comfortable with this discomfort. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I do not like this at all. <laughs> but that's, that is part of the process, right? To get comfortable with the discomfort, with the, with the chaos of transition. Yes, a thousand percent. I could not agree more with your yoga teacher. <laughs> I think I need a tattoo. I'm going to put it on my okay. foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we have to, first we have to be vulnerable enough to identify uh, what's really going on. Stop protecting, stop posing, right? And that's right. something you see a lot. I just got back from a Las Vegas market or you go to an event like High Point, you run into other designers from everywhere. You're like, how is business? Amazing, never better. You know, I'm thriving beyond my wildest dreams. Beyond, behind the scenes though, that's not always the case. So be careful you're not comparing your insides to someone else's outsides. Be vulnerable, tell the truth in the right situation so someone can actually help you. And then for me, I remind myself all the time, I have to be teachable. If I think I know something, I'm not teachable. So be open and be teachable. Absolutely. And I think um, understanding that you're not doing this alone, even if you feel like it, there are communities out there. Even your community, Kimberly, with like the business of design, or there might be a designer in your area. Maybe you're just starting out just say, hey, you know, we're, I also have a belief that we're only stronger if we help and support one another. Um, sure, you could be competitors, but maybe you, there's a component where you could work together to strengthen the design community, maybe in your area, or you have a lot of designers in your community. How can you become almost a collective of, um, you know, a feedback of understanding um, just, just how to support one another? Um, and I think there's a lot of beauty and community. And I think sometimes we overlook that a lot, um, or find someone to help with your operations or find someone, um, you know, that could be your advisor to help with your financials. Um, entrepreneurship can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. It really, really doesn't. And so my other, you know, if I could have anybody take away is you're not alone. You can do with this together in community. You just have to find the right community. And um, it could make all the difference. You know what? I can't agree with you more. It does make all the difference. When you can on when you can be truly vulnerable and open and share what isn't working, um, it's amazing what can happen and the transformation that can take place and the encouragement and the motivation that comes from seeing yes. someone beside you do better and succeed. So thank you. That's just you, so many beautiful reminders today to just pay attention to, and check in and see if you've lost yourself. You might even be wildly successful and realize that you're just you know, in the middle of the road following the status quo, not feeling the same joy and passion you once did. And that's a message. You know, Your indicator light is going off. It's time for an oil change, right? And right. who knows where the inspiration is going to come from. But thank you so much. Really, really good conversation. As you know, we like to end every episode with design intervention. So just a great piece of business advice you want to leave everyone with? Slow down. Mm. Sometimes when you slow down, you are going to find the beauty in reorienting, reorienting yourself with maybe who you are or maybe what's not working in your business or find a whole new passion 
find a whole new revenue stream. Sometimes taking that pause allows yourself to be creative and allows yourself to find passion, passion again and drive. So slow down. Sometimes going on all cylinders is not healthy and slowing down can really, really, really uh, create space. A more purposeful, yeah, more space. There's space for something new to come in. Yeah. I, that's, that's terrific advice. And I, I about, I don't know, it's been three or four years now. I picked up studying improv because I, I felt suddenly kind of passionless about so much. And I thought it's not the job. The job is great. The clients are great. It's not that I've maybe I've lost I've lost sight of my own personal, you know, f- fun house. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It was terrifying. It was frightening. I suck at it. Um, but I learned a lot and it was really fun. And it just made me enthusiastic to keep discovering who I am. Absolutely. You're always going to be a student and a learner of who you are. Yeah. No matter how old you are. Oh, <laughs> I love that. When do you leave for Yosemite? I leave the end of September. Oh my gosh. Well, that's just going to be beautiful. Have the most wonderful time. Are you training? Yes, I am training. I am. I am running in the morning. I've got to, because there's so much elevation, I think having, I don't necessarily need to train to run a marathon. I need to train for endurance. And uh, as my husband says, I think it's like the zone two. So I got to get my heart rate in zone two, whatever that means. I have no idea what that means. What's What's the elevation gain? Do you know? Um, I want to say Half Dome is at least, I'm going to gain 5,000 feet in elevation throughout the hike. Wow. I know. And just recent, it is a lot. Just recently, there was a 93 year old old gentleman that just reached the top of Half Dome. So he's given me, he's somewhere out there in the US, but he's given me so much strength to understand uh, my own capabilities and pushing my limits. But um, he can do it, I can. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I want that dude on the podcast. (laughs) I know, right? I know. I think he made his uh, story went viral. um, So he's. I'm sure on some, you know, national media outlets, but, um, amazing. Well, best of luck and hopefully we'll check in and we'll find out how it went. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.